On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, when we start increasing our self-knowledge by tracking our cycles, then we can indeed sync our lifestyle with our cycle and just be flowing forward with the magnificence that you have yet to see. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. All right, lady, we have a very, very special guest today in Cultivating Her Space, and there's so much I could say about her, but I want to go ahead and share with you her incredible bio, and then we're going to jump into this juicy conversation. As a facilitator, educator, and period of empowerment guide, Dr. Carmen McNeil dismantles the miseducation of menstruation one family at a time. Her passion comes from both her own childhood and adult period experiences of shame, fear, and anxiety, as well as witnessing similar emotions of others who were socialized to believe that there's something wrong with us for having periods. The truth is, however, periods are a sacred, paramount process that can serve as a tool to help us connect with our bodies and embrace our power. Dr. Carmen, a professor of psychology and a graduate of the California Black Women's Health Project Advocacy Training Program, has been a featured speaker for conferences, women's organizations, and educational institutions. With her PhD in psychology and expertise in mental wellness and social behavior, she pours her 20-plus years of teaching and training into her signature workshops, including, get ready for these workshop names, y'all, Power to the period, rock with your menstrual rhythm, and for daring daddies of daughters. Oh, that sounds amazing. Dr. Carmen, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Oh, thank you so much. I just appreciate sharing this space with you both. You are so welcome. Yes, we are so excited to jump into this conversation. And so I am going to kick off with our quote of the day. Our quote will be words that are very familiar to you, Dr. Carmen, because these are your words. So our quote of the day. When we sync our lifestyle with our cycle we can flow forward with even more confidence in who we are. Oh, 
I, I think like part of why I chose that particular quote is because I feel like it really sets the tone for the conversation that we're going to have today. So Dr. Carmen, when you hear that quote, your words, what comes up for you? Give us a little bit more context on what inspired those particular words. Yes, thank you so much. And it, it's a gift to me to hear those. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. But, you know, this concept of Black girl magic is just so powerful and juicy, right? So Black women are indeed powerful. We are indeed juicy. We are indeed innovative. But I want to suggest that when we are able to magnify our Black girl menstrual magic, then we're going to take it up several notches from what we're from the magnificence that we are already manifesting. Yes. And so, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, the reality is the unfortunate reality is that in our society, lots of people have been socialized to believe that menstruation is dirty, is nasty, is not to be discussed, is to be, you know, kept in secrecy. And so when we do that, we, you know, perpetuate the, the negative stigma. And I'm here to suggest that when we start talking about our cycles, when we start increasing our self-knowledge by tracking our cycles, then we can indeed sync our lifestyle with our cycle and just be flowing forward with the magnificence that you have yet to see. I love it. Flowing forward, pun intended. Okay. Uh, yes. So Dr. Carmen, we are going to dive into your origin story. We'd love to know what is your origin story and what led you to becoming known as the magical menstruation maven? Yes. So as you mentioned in my bio, Terry, you know, as a girl growing up, I was socialized partially, predominantly to believe that, you know, the cycle was supposed to be kept, you know, in secret. You know, initially when I started my period around age 12, initially I was excited. I remember calling my girlfriend and my mom had got me the little pack of pads with the different sizes. But then, so I was at home. And so when I told my mom that I had started and she gave me my lesson on how to use the pads and all of that, she called her mom. And so I overheard my mom speaking to my grandmother and her, my mom's voice was like, she was whispering. It was, so there was in my 12 year old brain, I interpreted that as an element of secrecy that this is not supposed to be discussed, like you are not supposed to be broadcasting this. And so, you know, from there, talking with my other friends and, you know, hearing the language, seeing the commercials are all focused on hygiene, you know, implying that periods are dirty. At that time, I didn't want my daddy to know, you know, I was a daddy's girl. I didn't want him to know that I had started my period because I thought, you know, in my 12 year old brain that that would be some kind of disconnect. And, you know, he and I never talked about it, you know, ever. And so this is kind of, you know, where the roots of this began. So I think I sense all along that something about this was wrong, because from what I learned in my little puberty class in, <laughs> you know, in middle school, that this is an important cycle that is paramount to the human existence. So why, if we need this for the human race to to continue why is it in secret? Why is it considered dirty? Why are there all these negative terms about it? So this is, you know, my 12-year-old my mind. Fast forward 
many, many years. <laughs> and I started teaching the psychology of women and really, really delving in to a lot of this work and reading about you know, ancient societies and contemporary societies that revere women and who honor menarche. Menarche is just the fancy word for the girl's first period. And I was like, whoa, what? I didn't get this kind of honoring, you know? And how my experience would have been different if I had. If, you know, before I started my period, if there had been conversation in my family around, you know, this is a wonderful milestone that you are going to be experiencing, you know, the education about it, speaking positively about it, and then a celebration, you know, when it came, like, that would just have been fantastic. So I said, you know what, it is just not okay for me to remain silent because my silence is also manifesting the negative stigma. So it's just not okay for me to, to remain silent. And so I am just very, very passionate about educating girls, teens, and women because there are grown women who don't even know that they are participating in a cycle. They just think they believe or not believe. And so this education is key. And so that's how I became the magical menstruation maven. Lady, you know, this is a grown woman podcast. Okay. And chances are, if you're an avid listener, you know, we get a little blatchy over here. We get bougie, classy, and we get ratchet. So today's sponsor should not come as a surprise. Uber Lube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-friendly ingredients. It's just silicone with a little bit of vitamin E. The vitamin E leaves a velvety finish that actually moisturizes the skin. Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether alone or with a partner. And if you're going to lubricate, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality body-safe ingredients and nothing beats Uber Lube. Y'all, I didn't test this out myself and let me tell you. Is A1, okay? It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, oral, or anal. There's no flavor or scent. It's latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms. And Uber Lube even works underwater, making it great for fun in pools, hot tubs, bathtub, all that good stuff, okay? Right now, Uber Lube is offering Cultivating Her Space listeners a special offer, 10% off and free shipping when you use our code herspace at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use code herspace at u-b-e-r-l-u-b-e.com. I appreciate how we come into who we are like professionally based out of experiences that we've had that we had as kids and like some of the work a lot of the work that we end up doing for the community is to change those negative experiences that we may have experienced as a kid and so dr carmen can you break it down for us what is black girl menstrual magic and why and how Really, do we sync our lifestyle with our period? Like, how do we do that? Like, we live in a capitalist society. How does that work? Yes, this is an excellent question, Dr. Dom. So what it means is increasing your self-knowledge and understanding your natural rhythm, your natural cycle. And so all of us are different, but when we sync to our own cycles, it's fantastic. So I'm going to take you through the, take you on a little journey. I'm going to take you on a 28 day journey <laughs> through the cycle. And of course, knowing that this is a, a general picture that I'm going to, to create I and mean, that, you know, everybody is different. So 
first off, let's do a little bit of, we're going to keep it simple and just do a little bit of education around the, the cycle. So menstrual cycle has four phases. All right. So I'm going to start us off with the one phase that most of us are familiar with, and that's the menstruating phase when we're actually flowing, we're actually bleeding. And so this phase of the cycle can be, it beautifully matches with winter. We have four cycles or four seasons. So winter is the time where, you know, the nights are longer and we stay indoors. You know, it's the time of reflection. It's also a time of purging, right? Yes. So that is where we're going to begin this cycle. It's a time to, for a lot of us, and now I'll talk about some differences in a second, but for a lot of us, this is the time to slow down. This is really a time to pay attention to your dreams as well. And to, if you can, to, to write down those dreams, whatever you remember when you wake up in the morning. So this, in terms of our cycles, you know, from the first day of you bleeding, that's day one, and then you start counting from there. So that could be five days, four days, seven. It depends, right? So then we move into the next phase, which is the follicular phase. And so this is equated to spring. Spring is new beginnings. Ooh, I'm coming out. I'm blooming. I'm blossoming, right? <laughs> yes. And so this is a beautiful time to, you know, manifest or start working on those creative ideas. You know, if you have, you know, projects that you're working on, this is the time where you want to get into those and actually schedule your calendar around this cycle. Yes, that I am sharing with you. This is where the power comes. This is where the magic comes from. And so, again, depending on, you know, that could be day five to day 13. It, it varies. Right. So the next phase of the cycle, which a lot of people are familiar with, at least a lot of grown folks are familiar with, is ovulation. If you're trying not to get pregnant or you're trying to get pregnant, you want to know when ovulation is. And ovulation equates beautifully with summer. Like, oh, I'm feeling sexy. The sun is out. The days are long. This is when you might socialize more, you know, do more of those creative projects. It tends to be more activity during this summertime, right? You might be feeling sensual, you know, that's your ovulation phase. And, and creation, because of course, you know, we think about, we equate procreation, you know, with the menstrual cycle, but, but we are creators of everything, okay? Not just babies. We are create, creators of ideas. We are creators of technology. We are just creators of how to communicate with our loved ones. We are creating all the time, Okay. So then the last phase of the cycle is the what we call the luteal phase, okay? And this equates beautifully with fall, right? Now, this particular phase is what we tend is what's happening with that term PMS, okay? Or premenstrual syndrome. Now, I would like to reframe that acronym to premenstrual service, and that is service to self. Because what is happening in this luteal phase is that we become, our Black girl magic senses become heightened, and we are paying attention to those things that, that we're not going for anymore, those things that we aren't liking. We're not paying attention to, we're not liking this communication. We're not liking how that person does that. We're paying attention to those things that aren't fair and aren't right. 
and we have very little patience for them. And so it is time during this luteal phase for the premenstrual service. So this is a beautiful time to journal. What are those things that are irritating? What are those things that, you know, aren't right? What ways have you been violated that you didn't speak on, right? That you, you, you held your tongue for whatever reason. And so it's really important to acknowledge those things during the luteal phase and start to clean them out, clean them out. This is also a beautiful time to purge your clutter. A lot of us, you know, have clutter around the house, stuff in our closet that we haven't worn for five years. So it's the time to to clean that out, right? And so if you can imagine that these phases of the cycle in these four quadrants, right? And at the beginning of every month, you plan your life according to your phases, to your cycles. This is just so empowering. So I'll give you a a small, but it's an important example. So one of my colleagues or the women that I work with during her luteal phase and her menstrual phases, because she tracks her experiences, and I'll talk about that in a minute. For her, it's a time where her she fumbles over her words a lot. She just, she gets tongue-tied. So she does not schedule speaking engagements when she's in her luteal phase. She doesn't schedule them when she's menstruating. She schedules them when she's in her spring phase, when she's in her summer phase, right? When she's in that ovulation phase, because that's when things click for her. Things click. And so that is the power of the self-knowledge that we're talking about and syncing your lifestyle with it. Now, in order to know this, you have to track your cycle. This is really, really key. You know, you can do an app if you want. There's been some controversy around apps lately with, yes. But there's also some beautiful, you can use your own journal. There's a beautiful one that I use. It's so comprehensive called the Cycles Journal, where you're tracking, you know, not only your, your temperature, but you're tracking your emotions. You're tracking your bowel movements. You're tracking your libido. You're tracking everything. And so it's that comprehensive. And it's that type of knowledge, Dr. Dom, that we need in order to sync our lifestyles with our cycle. So once you do at least, you know, two or three months of tracking, you're going to have the patterns that you need in order to sync it up. That is so incredible, Dr. Carmen. I am blown away with how you just broke that down. And what I love most about what you shared is that it keeps us in a regular, a regular rhythm of self-care, rest, creativity, reflection, and slowing down. Because you said this, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to reflect on what my cycle is like these days being 18 months postpartum and just being in the phase I'm in right now in life. I do want to share though, that in having an interesting, a unique fertility journey and irregular periods, I've always had this very, I want to say interesting relationship with my cycle. And I remember just a couple of weeks ago when I was on my period and I was in the bathroom and, you know, changing my pad. And I, I looked down, I remember trying to reframe. I was telling Don before we started recording, I was like, thank you for my body working properly and having this moment because it, it felt like it was one of those days where I was like, uh, but I was trying to reframe it. So I want to talk about how can we decolonize our thoughts about our periods? What's the mm. best way to do that? Yes. So the best way to do that is to start talking about it more, right? 
because that secrecy, as I said earlier, really perpetuates the negative stigma. So if you can just imagine, Terry, that there are women, you know, just like we talk about, you know, the hair that we use need for our braids and our weaves. And just like we talk about, you know, this purse that we've got. and da, 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 da. What if it was a part of our regular conversation to be talking about our cycles, to be talking about how we're feeling, to be talking about these amazing period care products that are out now that were not out when I was 12. <laughs> they are so helpful, right? To be talking about all oh, these new period panties that you got that just make things so much easier. So a huge part of this is talking about it more. A big part of freeing ourselves from this negative stigma is education. So educating each other. So I want to you know, encourage you both to talk to everybody you know about the, the four phases. <laughs> encourage them to track their cycles because that's where that empowerment comes from. And frankly, it's not just women that need to be educated, which is why we have the Daring Daddies for Daughters of Daughters workshop. Boys and men need to be educated as well. They, a lot of times, are more in the dark than we are about this. And, you know, oftentimes, I think it's possibly part of the human experience that when we don't understand something, it's very quick to judge, right? Or it's very quick to, we're very quick to draw our own conclusions about it or make up, you know, what we think is going on, even if we don't understand. So, you know, there's a lot of education that needs to occur. And the first step is just being brave, you know, and talking about it more. As you were saying that, I was reflecting on, okay, how often do I have conversations? And what's the the quality of the conversation, right? The context in the conversation. Because I had like I I was reflecting and I was like, oh no, I talk about this. I talk about it with my friends. I talk about it. But we don't dig deeper, right? Like I may have shared with folks, try these period panties, like that's what I'm using, or or try this menstrual cup, because that's what I'm using. But we don't necessarily like really dig deeper into like some of the stigma around that. Like, okay, like I can talk about like the the cramps I'm having or the clotting that I'm having because of fibroids, like we talk about, we might talk about that, but not about, okay, so how many times do you have to go to the bathroom to change your pad or your cup, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think those are the conversations that are like missing. Real quick, I was just going to say, and also the the period poops, okay? Those period poops are, I'm just like, what is happening? Is anyone else experiencing this or is it just me? So stuff like that, normalizing it, right? Because yes. it's human. Yes. <laughs> yes, normalizing the conversations. This is what needs to occur. Absolutely. And Terry, I just wanted to give you a little kudos for when you were having that period moment and you were initially thinking like, ugh, but you consciously worked to reframe it. And so I just want to give you some shout out for that. Thank you, lady. I appreciate you. I'm inviting y'all on the toilet with me. And this is, we're in this journey together. But you know what, Dr. Carmen, this this conversation, I feel like we could talk to you about this forever. And it's such an amazing conversation. However, we do want to shift up the energy just a little bit 
And we'll jump back into these formal questions in just a bit. But because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie and classy and ratchet, we believe that you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music if you so choose. So we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment. So Dr. Carmen, do you take on the challenge? Ooh, I accept. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's yes. Yes. She is ready. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now that you've agreed, we're going to tell you what to expect. So Dr. Carmen, we are going to ask you three questions. We're going to share three sentence completions, and then we're going to have you choose a number out of one and three, and we will pull up a photo of you that we found on social media so that you can provide more context about this particular photo. So let's jump on in. (laughs) Dr. Carmen, what is the best piece of advice or wisdom you've ever received? I think the best piece of advice is to never ask a question when you're attached to the answer. So if you're asking a question to, in order to hear a particular answer, you're not ready to ask that question. Don't even do it because you're setting up yourself and you're setting up the other person and it's just not fair. So you need to wait, you need to do some more work on yourself and then come back when you are ready and open to whatever the response is. I love that reframe because I've heard a version. We all have heard, I'm sure, a version of that question of never ask a question you don't want the answer to. But I like this version of don't ask a question that you are when you are attached to the answer. Ooh, ooh, okay. All right. So that was all deep. And this next question is just not deep at all, Dr. Carmen. <laughs> or, or is it? Or, or is it? Or is it? Or is it? We're going to find out. I have four words for you. Twerk or two-step? Ooh. So it depends. It's psychology, everything depends, right? So if I'm listening to the Isley Brothers, that's two-step. But if I'm listening to Tupac and Dr. Dre, that's going to be twerk. So, (laughs) good answer. Good answer. So in that case, I'm going to be dropping the low, right? It might, it might get, it might get serious over here. All right, Dr. Carmen, our next question for you is what's the sexiest item you own? The sexiest item I own is my string of waist beads. That's the sexiest item I own. And and I believe that it's the sexiest for me because, you know, I got some other stuff too. But I'm going to say that this is the sexiest because my waist beads are a symbol of my femininity. They are a symbol of my fertility. and, And I don't mean, you know, creating babies per se, but like I said, just the creation. Like I can create whatever I want. When I get out the shower and I'm standing in front of the mirror, I'm, my, my womb is adorned, right? My waist is adorned. The small of my back is adorned. And so there's the constant reminder, you know, of my power. So that's probably the sexiest thing. And then when when the mister looks at him, you know, he likes him too. Hey. <laughs> Okay, Dr. Carmen, we're going to move on to sentence completion. One question or topic I wished people asked me about more often is... Well, given what we're talking about, 
One question or topic that I wish more people asked me about is how period care is an aspect of self-care. Like I would love to just talk to all the girls, all the teens, all the women in the world, on the planet about that. Like I can never tire of that because it's so important. Well, it's so funny you said that, Dr. Carmen, because our next sentence completion just so happens to be what I would tell people about how periods are a form of self-care. I think that's what you just said. (laughs) It's been a long day. And then feel free to complete that sentence. (laughs) So being in tune with ourselves is probably the best type of self-care that that we can give. And, you know, have you ever been like at a party or at a club and you were dancing and somebody was dancing to a rhythm that you, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hearing that rhythm. (laughs) And it, it feels sort of abrupt and off and difficult. And you're like, why? What's going on? And so when we can roll and flow and rock and lean with our own menstrual rhythms, then we're doing it and we're doing it. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So our final sentence completion, Dr. Carmen, is what I love most about myself is... What I love most about myself reflects this this segment that we're on right now. And that is that I'm multidimensional. I could be goofy. I could be serious. You know, I can be silly. You know, that, that I am multifaceted. And I love that about me and that I accept all aspects of that about me. So I'm multifaceted. We love it and we support it. And we just, I think that is definitely one of the highlights of our show is that we can showcase these brilliant, beautiful, just incredible Black women who are also multifaceted. And you can show those dimensions of yourself here in a safe space. And it is what it is. We love it. So thank you for sharing that, Dr. Carmen. So what we want to do now is we want you to choose a number out of one in three, and then we will share a photo of you on the big screen. And we would love for you to share what the photo is for those that are only tuning into the audio and then give us some context about the photo that we would not know just by looking at this photo. Okay. (laughs) I'll go with number one. Oh, good. Good answer. This is a lovely photo here. So let's go ahead and show everybody else. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that is a lifestyle shot. There's some beautiful different color plants and greenery behind me. I have on one of my favorite colors, which is kind of a coral color. And that's actually at, at a photo shoot that I did, which I will reveal just happened to be in my front lawn. So, yeah, so that's the context of that photo. And and I really do like that photo because I think it represents me well in terms of, you know, just being a warm person, being a very approachable person. You know, we can talk academics and we can fuse that in with some Ebonics if we need to. So, you know, I am just that that warm, at least I believe that warm and approachable person. And I think this image really reflects that. We love it. And yes, lawn. Okay. Yes. Dr. Carmen, we see you over there. The luscious lawn. <laughs> yes. So I guess it's time for us to dive back into some of these questions. I'm going to just pass it on over to you, Dom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to get back get back into the, the deepness of yes. our wounds. And so this next question, 
we talked a little bit about pre premenstrual syndrome, but in psychology, we we have a term or disorder called premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And so for those of us who are trying to change how we look at our period, how can we distinguish between the symptoms of premenstrual dysphoric disorder and the normal changes that come along with our period? Right. This is a great question. So during that luteal phase that I mentioned before, when we think of PMS, which I'm trying to reframe as pre-menstrual service, lots of people experience irritability. Like I said, stuff is coming up. You're noticing and you're like, I don't have the patience for this. You know, I'm not. mm -mm." You may experience, you know, physical change. You might feel bloating. You might, your breasts or nipples might be tender. You you know, you may feel tired. And so, you know, those are some of the symptoms that, you know, people may experience that would be considered normal. And I'm doing my little air quotes. Now, PMDD or premenstrual dysphoric disorder is much more severe. And so some of the symptoms for that, just take your irritability to the tilt, right? Take your frustration, your burnout to the tilt. I mean, it is where for most people who experience that, they cannot function at work. Like they, they cannot go to work. They cannot go to school. There may be changes in their sleeping cycle. So they may be experiencing insomnia, not enough sleep or hypersomnia. So they may be sleeping way more, you know, than normal. They also may suicidal ideation with some people, not all, but some people can experience when they have PMDD as well. Symptoms that are very similar to depressive disorder, okay, mood disorders are often what we see in terms of PMDD. So this is something that is very severe. You know, in the the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, you know, it talks about, it has a whole list of symptoms and how, you know, you got to have at least five, you know, of these symptoms, you know, over the last 12 months for most of your cycle. So that's where that tracking is really, really important. So there is indeed a distinction between the two. And I just want to offer as well that, you know, PMS and PMDD for a lot of time, a lot of, for a long time, they've been very controversial. You know, let me just put that out there. Does it exist? Does it not exist? There was a time when PMDD was not even in the DSM. So there's question about that. Well, is this a new disorder? How did it occur? You know, so there's just a lot of controversy. So I just want to encourage women to, to track, track. So you have a log. So when you go to, if you're, if you're thinking, you know, you may be experiencing PMDD, or even if you, you know, thinking that you're experiencing PMS, have your knowledge, have your data when you go talk to your doctor and you can say, Hey doc, this is what's been going on for me. I got everything here and we need to take a look at this together. So those are some of the distinctions. Thank you for sharing that. That's definitely super important. And it all goes back to just knowing ourselves better anyway. So thank you. Thank you again for sharing that. We'd love for you to talk a bit about how the moon and our other friends of nature impact our menstrual cycles. So please do tell. I'm going to be taking some notes on this. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So I touched on that just a little bit when I was talking about the four seasons and how I infuse that with the four phases of our cycle. So it's, it's really interesting, this concept of menstruation and mensis, that's like a Greek word that kind of means moon. And so way back in ancient Greece, you know, those folks said, you know, we think these women who are menstruating have some powers that are stemming from the moon. So that's where the word came from, at least based upon my research. And so, yes, there's been a lot of discussion about how the moon can impact our cycles. So if I just go back to the four phases that we were talking about before, so the menstruation phase, let's start there. That, when we're looking at the moon, that's considered the new moon, right? So that's like day one, okay? So that's that that new moon, you know, that, that comes out. And then when we get into the next phase, the follicular phase, we call that like the waxing moon, okay? The waxing moon. And then when we get to ovulation, that's a full moon, Okay, that's a full moon where you like. Remember, I told you ovulation is like, hey, let's get it. <laughs> it's a full moon, right? And then the luteal phase, we think of this as sort of the third quarter, so to speak, is the waning moon. And so, you know, when we are tracking our own cycle, you're, you're, remember, we're, we're all different. And so your own cycle may not necessarily sync up with those moon phases, you know, that, that happen every month. but it is, it can be really informative to pay attention to the cycles of the moon as you are tracking your own cycle, because lots of people say that they do indeed have or can have an impact. In that cycle journal that I mentioned earlier, there is an area in there where you can not only track your cycle, but you're tracking the phases of the moon as well to see if there's some overlap. Yes, you got to get that cycle tracking journal. It is, it is the bomb. So so yes, there there is some connection. Now, you know, the more westernized scientists, they're going to probably say that there's no connection. But us spiritual folks, <laughs> a lot of us say, yes, there is, you know, indeed a connection and it's important to pay attention to it. And, you know, even for those women who are no longer menstruating, who are in menopause, they can still track their cycle according to the moon cycle because we are cyclical beings. We're still cycling. So, yeah, those are some of the, the ways that, that those are connected. So awesome. Yes, I appreciate that. So, Dr. Carmen, what would be your like top five tips for self care, like activities that we should be doing during our periods? Yes. So, if we're talking about the phase of the cycle that we're, where we're menstruating, where we're flowing, right? Then, again, based on your tracking, there are some things that can be really helpful. So movement is actually very helpful, like yoga. If you gentle movement, okay, Pilates, you go on Google, there are all kinds of videos on there. If you Google periods and yoga, periods and yoga, Pilates is there. There's just gentle movement. So the, the movement is actually helpful. Sometimes we feel like, oh, you know, I'm having these cramps. I'm not feeling really good. But just some gentle stretching 
could even be, you know, really, really useful, not staying stagnated or stuck, keeping the energy stuck. Because remember, we're trying to purge some stuff. We're we're purging. (laughs) And so the more that we're moving in terms of gentle movement, because it's a time where we're slowing down for most people, but some gentle movement is really, really helpful. Then just some basic things like, you know, upping your water intake, if you're not already drinking half your body weight in terms of ounces. So if you're a hundred pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water, upping the water intake. Of course, those fruits and veggies that, I mean, we, they're a must. They, they are an absolute must. Also minimizing, even though we might have these cravings, but minimizing sugar, minimizing caffeine, minimizing alcohol is really, really, or can really be helpful for, for a lot of people. And so when you're doing your, your tracking, you know, you implement something and then see how it goes, you know, for a couple months. So implement your yoga or your Pilates or your gentle stretching, see how you feel, right? You're tracking it in your journal. And then maybe the next month you say, okay, you know, while I'm, you know, in the luteal phase, moving toward the menstruation phase, you know, I'm not going to have, or I'm going to really drastically reduce my caffeine, or I'm going to get caffeine from a different source like green tea, which is much different than getting it from coffee, right? So just try things out and track. You've got to keep tracking to see how, you know, see how it's working for you. Also, Dr. Carmen, have you ever, have you ever tried acupuncture while on your cycle? Because I know I've done that, especially with my fertility journey. And that was, I don't know the scientific, but I don't know what it does scientifically, but I'm like, this is, this is the truth right here. Very, yeah, it was really good. Any, any feedback about acupuncture as well? So I wholeheartedly believe in acupuncture. I have not used acupuncture particularly for my cycle, but I've used it for lots of other things just absolutely amazing. So I really believe that people should at least give it a shot, be open-minded. You know, sometimes it can kind of look a little scary because you got the needles poking out your body. It's, it's worth it to try so much so that some of the, you know, bigger or larger HMOs and insurance companies are now paying for acupuncture. Okay. So they finally at least recognize it you know, as, as a viable treatment. So I think it's worth a shot. Awesome. And then Dr. Carmen, we just have one last question for you. And that question is, what are some tips to keep the womb space clean and healthy? Mm. So definitely going back to your diet. Okay. Because what you eat and drink is going to impact your womb. Okay. So I'm talking about the physical piece now. So now I'm going to shift over to the spiritual piece because our thoughts impact our womb too, right? Previous experiences, traumas can impact our womb. So we call this like the bodily, bodily knowledge where things are held actually in ourselves. And so it can be really, really important. I'm going to go back to that luteal phase to jot down those things that maybe, you know, we haven't addressed. They've they've been there and you've been needing to, you know, pay attention to those because those are all ways that we can help to keep that womb space clean because like our womb is a source of our wisdom, right? And and our power. So we we need that power to be freed up. So, you know, in addition to, you know, getting those fruits and veggies in, getting the the water in, there's even a sister that I know that like herbs and things like that. It's not my forte, but it's out there. 
But that spiritual piece is really, really important. Not biting your tongue is really, really important. Now, now certainly there are, there's a time and a place, right? And there's a way, but swallowing those emotions is, is no good. It's no good. It, it, it can be detrimental to our health and our womb as well. I mean, there's stuff out there that talks about the, the connection between our womb health, like fibroids and sexual trauma. The research is out there. So, you know, trying to really clean, you know, that, that spiritual aspect of our wombs is, a, is also important. Dr. Palmer, you are the truth. We appreciate you so much. You, your energy, your light, I mean, just everything that you stand for and what you're doing, right? Everything. And we wanted to know, Dr. Carmen, is this a relatively new brand that you're creating or how long have you been doing this work? Yes, this is relatively new. So I've been doing the the marinating on it for years. (laughs) And finally, I said, you know what? I can't remain silent. Like I really think it's a part of my life's mission to empower girls, teens, and women in this way, you know, it's it's a real it's a real holistic approach because the stuff that I'm talking about now, you know, we're grown, we're grown folks. But yes. what if we started educating our nine year olds about this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? What if when we start talking to our seven year olds again, like I was saying earlier, that this is this beautiful milestone that you are going to be, you know, that you are going to be experiencing. What if we start earlier, and then what if we address the teens who who don't have this knowledge, you know, at all as well. So I, I'm not biting my tongue any longer. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and I am going to, you know, walk out my life's mission. Well, we thank you for oh, answering yeah. the call and showing yes. us. Yes, we appreciate it. And we know that our listeners out there are going to be like, yeah, how do we get connected to Dr. Carmen? Because Nobody else is wanting to talk about their menstrual cycle with us. So how do we con- how do our listeners connect with you, Dr. Carmen? How can they find you? Yes, the best, easiest way is periodofempowerment.com. That is the website. There are lots of treats on there. You'll be able to get access to one of my freebies. Y'all, you will even be able to uh, access a couple of discounts to some of them period panties that I was talking about before. You can sign up and be on a wait list for an upcoming workshop, or you can just, you know, email me. My my email is there, info at drcarmenmcneil.com. You can subscribe. I have a newsletter called the Monthly About Monthlies. And so there are lots of ways that you can connect and, you know, complete the contact me page and let me know what you want to do. Let me know how you'd like to work together. I would love to, to chat. All right, lady, there you have it. Please go out and support Dr. Carmen, okay? Her her content is incredible. She's doing great work in the world. And let's go ahead and get her get her some business and new contacts, y'all. Look her for speaking engagements, all that good stuff. All right, Dr. Carmen, we appreciate you so much, lady, and we will be in touch with you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D 
www.ashleyhoffman.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpace Podcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I attract abundance and prosperity with ease.